It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront Panel. Upfront Panel on Mondays. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, sitting in here to, uh, well, let's see, I've prepared about five pages of um, information that I've picked up off the Internet. As I've told you, if you're a new listener, I, uh, I monitor about 20 different websites and I try to extract from those websites news and information that I have come across that does not seem to have been properly administered to the general public. That's kind of the theory of the program. I also like to mention every now and then, because I like to give credit to Andrew P. Palmer, who used to uh, write a column in the Woonsocket Call, I think it was on Saturdays, called Off the Beaten Path. And Andy uh, told me, because uh, I asked him, I said, Andy, how do you come up with such a great column? Because I look forward to it every week. And he said, Richard... During the course of the week, uh, I'm in various restaurants in Woonsocket. I bump into people on Main Street. I hobnob. And, uh, you know, his picture was on the wall at Ciro's. Uh, and people would give him little tidbits of information. And he would mark these uh, pieces of information down on a... Uh, Whatever was available, you know, such as a uh, napkin or a receipt. And he showed me. He had a spindle on his desk. And when he'd get home, he would just stick these little pieces of information on a spindle. Well, today, of course, I don't have a spindle, but I have a computer. So when I run across a story that I think needs to appear here on the off the beaten path, upfront program on Monday. I um, copy it, edit it, elaborate on it, and tell you where I got it from. And that's the premise of the program. So if you're a regular listener, you knew all that. But every now and then I have a new listener. For example, I got a, an email from my brother that was forwarded to me. From a listener who asked me, what happened to 95.1? And I, I, uh, I corresponded with the emailer. And I had to explain to the emailer that the FCC really gave us a choice. We had to pick between 95.1 or 99.9, but we couldn't have both of them. So we had three years to make our decision. So the decision was made a couple of weeks ago. And we turned off 95.1, applied to the FCC, and had our license changed from 95.1 to 99.9. The reason I bring up the email is because the emailer got back to me and said, Oh, yeah, I listen to 99.9. He said, I work in Natick, Massachusetts. And he says, I listen to you every day on my way to work and on his way back. On 99.9 Natick Mass, all the way back here to Woonsocket. Wow. So, yeah, that's the reason we gave up 95.1, because you could barely hear 95.1 to Franklin. So, uh, 99.9 gets out a lot better. So, good morning, everybody. And here we go at about 12 minutes uh, after the hour with our first story of the morning about a Florida man who appears to have been murdered at an Orlando Burger King. Um, he, what he did is he murdered a Burger King worker Saturday night. Turns out this happened after his woman friend's drive through order took too long to complete. Burger King gave her her $40 back. But she told the young man at the window that her man, her man, was coming back. So, Kevis Rodriguez Tormez, 37, 
did indeed come back and allegedly gunned down Desmond Joshua, 22 years old, in the parking lot in front of the Burger King restaurant in Orange County, Florida. He says, you've got two seconds before I shoot you. He told the victim, who had only recently been hired, before he pulled the trigger. <sighs> he made a scene over the long wait at the drive through Even though the unidentified woman got her 40 bucks back and was told to leave after she got out of her car and screamed, he was going to get her man to come to the eatery. According to the arrest record, she drove away but soon returned with her man. This all happened, a killing of a 22-year-old over a delay in serving fast food. Uh, so Torm Tormez was charged with murder, destruction of evidence, and weapons possession. I don't suppose you had heard that story before. That's the purpose of the program. This one is written by Jim Hoft writing on thegatewaypundit.com. The teachers' unions in several cities want to keep schools closed this fall. And they claim it's due to the coronavirus. They want to pretend the coronavirus is deadly for children. Ladies and gentlemen, there have been 86 children who have died in the U.S. where some coroners claim the death was linked to the coronavirus. But what you didn't know, and that's why you listen to this program, there have been approximately 500 children who die every year from the seasonal flu. Yeah, 86 from maybe coronavirus, 500 every year from the flu. Dr. James Todaro, MD, reported, and each year, over 1,200 children are killed in roadside fatalities. And, oh, did you know about 700 children drown each year? What they really want, folks, the teachers, is to get paid for staying home a few more months. And frankly, if I were a union teacher, I'd have to be honest, I'd probably take the money also and play with my toys at home. Just so you know, the director of the CDC in the public health interest is recommending that schools reopen. Pretty simple, huh? Hi, you're on up front. Good morning. Good morning, Dick. Hi. Uh, Dick, uh, I'm 72 years old. Ten, I'm I 10 years older than you. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, that, well, that's leading into what I'm going to ask you. you uh, uh, there was a fella on either Channel 10 or Channel 12 uh, when I was a young kid, and he used to do the news, sports, or weather. And weather. One of the, one of the three. He was, his last name was Bouchard. Hank was his first name. You? No relation. Hank, Hank. Never no even relation. met the guy. Okay. Never even met him. Oh, okay. You've heard that before, though. Yes, I have. About a hundred yeah, yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dick, uh, in uh, Portland last week, yes. CNN Business News reported and showed on TV a huge Bible burning that took place, and I saw plaques thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got any comments on that, Dick? Uh, well, my comment on Portland is that they should be dissolved of their statehood. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, Oregon, the entire state, uh, kind of nutty out there. It starts basically in California, goes up to uh, Oregon, and then Washington. That whole uh, part of the country is about as wacky as it can get. So uh, is that a good enough comment for you? Oh, why, why Bibles, though? Is this, has this thing got religious overtones to it? These, I think, uh, I think they'll do anything to gather attention, my friend, okay? You know what I'm saying? Uh, they'll throw a, an American flag in there. 
they throw they could throw a Vietnam vets flag in there in the fire, for example. They could throw a Bible. They could show um, you know a history of American presidents book in there. It doesn't matter what they're doing is trying to gain the um, support and attention of the millennials and, and the uh, the college graduates who are in their corner to begin with. And these are the folks that they are hoping will dethrone President Trump. And the, the fact of the matter is, people like you and me, I think, are going to speak of the silent majority in November, and I think we'll have President Trump for another four years. I hope and pray that be the case. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for the call. Okay, I guess he liked my answer, and uh, I hope you did too. Walmart is announcing that they will be offering free drive-in movies in parking lots at 160 of their stores. Well, I immediately checked to see if they were going to do this at Walmart in North Smithfield. The answer is no. As a matter of fact, Walmart is not going to do this anywhere in New England. And in fact, they're not even going to do it in New York and New Jersey. Well, the first, the closest one is going to be in New Jersey. The free movies begin August 14th, and they'll run through October 25th. The movies will start at 7.30 p.m. In case you want to know, they're only doing this at 160 of their stores. Did you know Walmart has 11,500 stores in 27 countries? That sounds like a, a good idea. I guess what they're going to do is drag a portable, uh, movable movie screen from city to city, town to town, until they actually do this at 160 Walmart stores. Kind of a cute idea. But it's not going to happen in New England, at least not this uh, season, summer or fall. And I heard those uh, characters that we have on our 8 o'clock news saying that uh, there's going to be uh, a few motorcyclists showing up at Sturgis, South Dakota. Excuse me? The, the correct number is 250,000. That would be a quarter of a million where the hell do they get these news people anyway? There's a big difference between thousands of and a quarter of a million. So we'll see how many really show up. And did you know, South Dakota is a state that does not require face masks. So the event flies in the face of governors like Gina Raimondo, who have laid down rules that will be broken by nearly everyone who attends the Sturgis motorcycle get-together. Sturgis normally is a sleepy town. 7,000 people live there and has been further popularized uh, on the hit cable TV show that I love to watch. It's called American Pickers. Features Mike Wolf and his partner Frank, who uh, are both big motorcycle fans and apparently uh, at least Frank attends every year. Frank recently, by the way, got injured in a motorcycle accident. South Dakota Republican Governor Christy Noem said in a statement encouraging the event. He said, we hope people come, and believe me, they are coming. He said, our economy benefits when people come and visit us. That's, of course, the complete opposite of Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, who I heard right here on this station urge out-of-staters not to come and vacation in Rhode Island. Is she nuts? On Tuesday last week, two massive explosions rocked Beirut, killing at least 135 people. I'm sure there were more than that, but I've got to give you a number to give you a, an idea of the scope of this. The powerful shockwave caused warlike devastation across several city blocks around their port area. And has displaced, are you ready for this, 300,000 residents. That's nearly a third of a million people, folks. Speculation immediately arose online that Lebanon's neighbor Israel, or a militant group, Hezbollah, could have been behind the blast. However, both Tel Aviv and Hezbollah quickly said, no, no, it wasn't us. 
President Trump, after being briefed by his generals, told the nation, and I saw his explanation, the explosions could be terrorism since intelligence reports from his generals said that the explosions occurred in an area where missiles obtained from Iran under the control of Hezbollah were stored. Saturday, Lebanon's president had not ruled out the possibility that the series of powerful explosions in the port of Beirut might have been caused by a rocket or bomb as investigations continue. But, of course, the mainstream media said Donald Trump was nuts when he said it could be terrorism. Oh, really? He's repeating what his generals told him. What, do you, what would you do if you were Donald Trump? Did you know? Oh, I'm going to have to hold off on this. Did you know? I'm late for my first break. You're listening to the Upfront program. My name is Dick Bouchard. Thanks for tuning in. Are you thinking about opening a business or expanding your existing business? Do you need a building to rent or purchase? Call one of the best commercial realtors around who has helped over 30 businesses start up or grow in our community. Contact Garrett Mansuri at Gateway Realty who can help you find that place that works for you. His phone number is 401-651-1519 and start your search today. There's plenty of office, retail, manufacturing, industrial or vacant land properties out there on the market. And Garrett Manseri can find it for you. This phone number again is 401-651-1519. So give him a call today. All right. Let me talk to you about Al Gagnon. You know, he's the guy with the little red truck. Actually, he's got, he's got a little black truck also, in case you're interested in the color of his trucks. Um, but Al also offers temporary storage and a lot of us have been doing cleaning up as we've been hanging around the house quite a bit and so you've got a whole bunch of stuff you've found that you like but you want to move it from where it's at into perhaps temporary storage al's the guy to call because he can drop off a container on your property or you could fill it and al can store it for you or um, whatever you want to do with it I want to move it from uh, your house to maybe your summer place. Call 401-766-1919 for more information about storage. And also, don't forget that Al can go and pick up some of that uh, manure you might be looking for that uh, is available for free at Wright's Farm. Uh, he can. You probably don't want to throw it in your trunk of your car, but he can put it in his little red truck and bring it to you. This is the Upfront Program. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. Now, I teased you with a did you know. Did you know that Ibrahim Buiachi, who was indicted on rape charges last year, was released? Due to the pandemic, Virginia police say he sought out, shot, and killed his accuser, the person who testified against him, and put him in prison. Isn't that sweet? Well, you didn't read about this in the paper? Oh, imagine that. When the pandemic hit, his lawyers argued that he should be freed waiting trial because the virus endangered both inmates and their attorneys. So he was released on $25,000 bond over the objections of the prosecutor. And now you know the rest of the story. By the way, the 33-year-old rapist remains in critical condition after a police pursuit following the shooting and a car crash where he shot himself, but he missed. Darn it. Do we have any bleeding hearts out there who are concerned about this character? Certainly not me. Hey, we have nothing new from Nielsen's over-the-air top ten rating site. <laughs> it, it's still dated June fifteenth, so I didn't, I didn't copy it for you today. But I've got a lot of interesting rating news for you anyway, because I did some research for you. We can only tell you about what happened on Thursday night, where. 
four million people watched a repeat of the program called Young Sheldon on CBS. Then on Wednesday night, CBS was the winner again with 3.9 million people said to be watching Big Brother. And then on Tuesday night, NBC had the biggest audience with an average of 6 million tuned into America's Got Talent, followed by CBS with 4.9 million who were watching reruns of NCIS, followed by another 4 million watching an FBI rerun. And then on Monday, ABC came out number one with a 3.7 million people watching The Neighborhood, while CBS had about the same size audience watching something called The Titan Games. And the show with the largest audience last week was CBS 60 Minutes with 7 million viewers. Now, later on, I'm going to be back to tell you uh, some surprising news about Fox News. But that's, uh, that's what we call a tease. Hi, you're next on W1RI. Good morning. Hi, Dick. Jack here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jack. Thanks for calling. Um, I have a question. You were talking about your position on the uh, dial on the FM side, right? Right. Well, a few months back, I was down in uh, Narragansett. Yes. At the uh, towers, you know, where the Coast Guard house is. Oh, I sure do. And I was picking up the station, Clear as a Bell. So my question is this. I don't recall whether I was on AM or FM, but which uh, location I'm going to I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess you probably heard us on the FM 99.9 because my buddy uh, lives in Bristol on... uh, you know where they have the parade? What is that, Hope Street? Yes. And, uh, you know, I pulled into his driveway, NRI's loud and clear in his driveway in Bristol. And that's kind of across the bay from uh, where you're talking. Um, and you know where the Benny store used to be on Medicom Avenue in Bristol? Yes. Right. Right, right in front of the Benny store. We're so loud there, it sounds like we're you're in one socket. So... Uh, 99.9, you know, it was pretty easy for us to make a decision. Well, actually, it's expensive because we have to pay rent to be on Tower Hill in Cumberland, whereas when we were on 95.1, we were broadcasting from our tower here on Diamond Hill Road. The difference between the Diamond Hill Road Tower and the Tower Hill Road Tower is that it is twice as high, (laughs) you know, above sea level as Diamond Hill Road. So with FM... Height is everything. So that's uh, that's probably why you heard us down there. I've heard us. St- I didn't. You know, I've given up going to the beaches. I've just had enough of. Uh, I used to own a couple of beach cottages at East Matunic a long time ago. I sold them. I just got tired of Rhode Island beaches, period. So I haven't been south of East Greenwich since. But my wife had to go to East Greenwich for surgery uh, while we were testing 99.9, and every time I went to East Greenwich, I could uh, copy 99.9 right into the driveway of the, was it University Orthopedics, I think, is who, right. you're probably familiar with the, the, the company I'm talking about. So, the reports, you know, the, the FCC says, okay, your uh, construction permit time is up. You've got to make a decision. Are you going to stay with 99.9 or 95.1? And I discussed this with my partners here, and they all agreed, hey, let's go with 99.9 because it works better. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Is that well, a good explanation? Yes, very good. And uh, also, as far as radio goes, I used to pick up uh, a BZ Boston down in Florida. And uh, do they have any more uh, clear channel No, there will be no more. The ones that are running 50,000 watts on what they call clear channel, not really clear channel, you know, because Uh, because if you go on uh, WBZ's on 1030, you'll find there's also another station on 1030 uh, on the West Coast. So, But clear channel from the Mississippi East is WBZ. You go on the West Coast, you'll find, you, you put your button on 1030, you're going to hear another station. So is another big one. Yeah. And y- yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, you know, KDKA and uh, WGY and Schenectady, I, I can rattle off a few of them. But these clear channel stations are, are directional, basically north and south. Right. Uh, here, and they, they have a W in front of their call sign. And, and the whole... 
I looked up the mileage, Narragansett from Woonsocket, 45 miles, pretty good, huh? Yeah, and, and he, we were getting out seven miles, seven miles to Smithfield with 95.1. So that gives you an idea of why we changed to 99.9. <laughs> right. All right, thanks a lot, Dick. All right, Giant. By the way, I'm going to be sitting in for Larry this afternoon, so uh-huh. I'll hope uh, to get another call from you at that time. All right, have a good day. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye. Okay, and there's Jack calling in. The first time I think I hear from Jack here on the Upfront program. Doesn't mean he doesn't listen. It's just that he chooses to maybe listen and not call. So, so much for good news on... Um, on a Friday when I wrote this, it's hard to know where to begin, I put down in my computer. Let's start with the jobs report that came out on Friday. The Trump economy continues to refuse to cooperate with the experts who surveyed, uh, they were surveyed by the corrupt news media, who had projected the economy would add 1.4 million new jobs during July. The, the correct number... The actual number that came in was 1.8 million. And what was it led by? The leisure and hospitality industry with 592,000 new jobs. Retail trade added 258,000 new jobs. And professional and business services added 170,000 new jobs. By the way, the only business sector tracked by the U.S. Department of Labor that lost jobs during that uh, period was the mining sector. And that includes oil and gas. And that sector shed 7,000 jobs. Not surprising, given the havoc that has been wrought in that part of the economy. The unemployment rate fell to 10.2% versus the experts' projection that it would drop Uh, to only 10.5%. We obviously need to find some new experts, is my comment. And my source, in case you want to check me out, is whatfingernews.com. Have you heard this story? Well, I mean, (laughs) I want you to hear it because we've got a governor here in Rhode Island that can't seem to come up with a decision. So New York Governor Andrew Cuomo wants all schools in New York State reopened this fall, period. And of all things, so does Senator Chuck Schumer. Huh? The change of heart is said to come from polling in New York State that shows that voters overwhelmingly want the kids to go back to school in the fall, period. So Como and Schumer have both had a change of heart. Of course, we've got Governor Gina Raimondo here. I have no idea where she's coming from. She doesn't want tourists to come to Rhode Island, and I'm not so sure she wants the schools to reopen. We'll see. Hey, I like Rudy Giuliani. Do you? I, I, I think I like this guy because he doesn't mince words. For you folks with Black Lives Matter on your lawns, I've seen a couple of these signs even here in Woonsocket. None in upstate New York where I was last week. Here's what the former mayor of New York City had to say. President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy, declared, quote, Black Lives Matter is a domestic terrorist group. So if you've got a Black Lives Matter on your lawn and uh, you live in Woonsocket, congratulations, you are uh, promoting a domestic terrorist group, noting that African Americans told him personally they're not being labeled as such because they're black. Rudy also tore into violent far-left group Antifa, labeling them and Black Black Lives Matter terrorist groups without any doubt. Giuliani named Susan Rosenberg, who has sat on the board of Thousand Currents, a group that has worked with Black Lives Matter, Global Network Project, as one of his sources. By the way, Rosenberg, in case you might recognize her name, she was pardoned from jail by none other than Slippery Bill Clinton when he was president. 
My source, whatfinger.com. One of the reporters that I follow um, and uh, have a great deal of admiration for is, is Wayne Dupre. Wayne Dupre. He wrote this disturbing story about 20,000 very well-made fake driver's licenses having been confiscated as they arrived at the airport from China in Chicago. The shipment was caught at O'Hare Airport, and Dupre suggested the licenses may be part of a scheme to get fake voters to go against President Trump. According to the Customs and Border Protection, Dupre reports the bulk of these fake U.S. IDs are flooding in to the country from China and Hong Kong, with the rest coming in from South Korea and, of all things, the U.K. What is most disconcerting about these interceptions, beside the volume in which they are coming in, is the ease in which so many young people freely share their personal information with counterfeiters abroad who actually put their name and birthday and all of the personal information on these fake driver's licenses and then send them in bulk to um, distributors here in America. The uh, secret, well, no, the Border Protection folks said, we're going to continue collaborating with local law enforcement to educate the public and anyone who is contemplating purchasing a counterfeit ID online about the potential dangers of sharing your personal identifiable information with a criminal element. The fake IDs are being purchased online, and this has been going on for years, in case you didn't know it. I came across this a couple of years ago and reported it here on Upfront. But this confiscation of 20,000 fake IDs reported by Wayne Dupre, uh, I thought was extremely interested. You can read all about it if you go to WayneDupre.com. Two E's on Dupre. You're listening to the Upfront program. My name is Dick Bouchard. I'll take a small break here, and then we'll be back. Chance Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California. In six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and a Moscato. And yes, it's still two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyards of California. Quality wine. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light. 30-pack, $25.50 plus tax. Champs Liquors for Keyway, Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs Liquors now offers in-store shopping. Come on in and browse around. You're welcomed. Social distancing observed at Champs Liquors. And remember, if you have a question, call us at 765-1800 and we'll cheerfully answer any question you have about beer, wine, and liquors. Champs Liquors for Keyway, Woonsocket. You consider yourself to be a safe driver. I mean, I do. I haven't had an, an accident or a speeding ticket in like 50 years. But anyway, um, if you are, why don't you uh, consider talking to the folks at the Benjamin Insurance Agency? Um, safe drivers are saving 40%. That's right. You might have seen the ad on TV. So more money remains with you. When you switch to Allstate. And, all right, so you've been in an accident. How about asking about Allstate's accident forgiveness policy? And the agency is now open for business. You can go inside if you need to. Uh, And you can also continue doing business with them by phone. A lot of people are doing that. And the phone number is 401-765-5000. You can get a quote, file a claim, ask any questions. They're friendly. All women staff can provide all kinds of insurance. You might want to talk on the phone to Kara's mother, Celeste, about investment products. Give them a call. They're open Monday through Friday, 8.30 in the morning. And, again, the number is 765-5000. So if you've been looking for Allstate Insurance, 
even pet insurance. The newly renovated Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agency is ready to serve you. Remember, you are in good hands with Allstate. Okay, let's get back to the F1 program. Somebody's been patiently waiting to talk with us. And we'll press this button here, do this and that, and you're on the air. Hi, good morning. Good morning to you, Mr. Bouchard. Well, good morning, doctor. How are you today? I'm well, and you're sounding good, and I love your news. Thank Thank you you for your research. (laughs) And I'm going to comment on that uh, interceding, uh, discovering those uh, IDs. How many did you say they had? Did you say a number? Um, 20,000 in one package. Yeah, where are the other packages, I wonder? Uh, and, And you know what? It struck me that with all of this hacking going on in even over the past couple of years, uh, the hackers break into these monumental companies and take names and all the personal information from whomever they hack at a particular location. Mm-hmm. And, and it struck me, I wonder if that's part of this. And I wondered, how, how do they make these IDs and whose names do they use? So I'm wondering, maybe that's part of it. And it's a Joe Biden Let's be Trump conspiracy. How's that? Well, yeah, I I would buy into that, except, like I say, I reported this story over two years ago. Because, yeah, what happened is uh, I discovered, I was just farting around, you know, on the Internet. And I was on eBay, I guess. And I stumbled on, and I have no idea why I was doing it. Just, I think it was because I had read a story about counterfeit IDs. And I said to myself, gee, I wonder if counterfeit IDs are available, you know, like on eBay. And I I just typed that in, and, uh, and I'll have to try that again, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the future. And and what popped up were the half a dozen sites where they said, just send send us your name, your photo. Oh, wow. Uh, send us, you know, the information, and we'll send you a counterfeit ID that you can use. And let's say you're a college kid, you know, but you're not old enough to drink. You're 20 years old and yeah. it's 21. Uh, and and they'll, they'll change the age for you to, to make you 21. And I suspect that that's what it was all about originally. But now mm-hmm. Wayne Dupre, who is a great uh, D.C. reporter, uh, has linked this to another aspect that I hadn't... Re- See, when I reported the story the first time, I was thinking about, you know, millennials wanting to drink and using right. these fake IDs to, to show to a bartender or a bouncer. No. Kind of run-of-the-mill sort of things yeah. that yeah. were happening in the Yeah, past. that was my original story going back a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But Wayne picks up on these 20,000 things, and he says, is it possible that um, they're doing this to, and as you point out, uh, come up with fake voters for yeah. Biden? And I think Wayne and Dr. Carroll are also correct. So uh, that's the reason I ran the story. And like you say, uh, you get the rest of the story here on Upfront. Yeah, so, you know, if Mr. Biden, God forbid, gets elected, uh, then uh, we'll have to go through the same process that they uh, created for poor Donald Trump uh, that, you know, he had... (laughs) You mean impeachment? (laughs) Uh, Well, that too, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and one more comment about these Black Lives Matter. I have noticed them in the city, and I was speaking to a friend who mentioned that she and her husband saw them uh, scattered here and there. I counted at least three. You know, it's discouraging to see that, and I hope uh, the committee here in Woonsocket that's looking into that knows, you know, what those are all about. Maybe they should go visit those people and mm. ask them what their problem is. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, because I don't see a lot of that going on in the city. And some of it is reverse discrimination mm. or racism, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, let's keep Winsocket peaceful. I appreciate that. And nice, uh, nice to see you out of the corner of my eye there at the uh, Brian Wake. Yes, I didn't recognize you at first. Well, I had a mask on. I know, I know. (laughs) I was the masked man. (laughs) Yes, yes, with your lovely Nancy. All right. It was nice to see you. Take care, Dr. Carol. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All right, another caller standing by. Whoops, that caller dropped off. All righty, so not a problem. President Trump spoke to workers at an RCA Whirlpool factory last week and made the following six promises if elected. Here are the promises. One, defeat the China virus. Two, rebuild American manufacturing. Three, build America up to be a center for medical manufacturing. Four, bring millions of manufacturing jobs back to the USA. Five, use tariffs to fight for fair trade. And six, put American workers first. I like that list. So I decided I would follow up with six promises I heard Joe Biden make if elected. Number one. He will raise your taxes. He said it. Number two, he would stop building the wall. Not one more foot was his direct quote, if elected. Three, he positively will have a female vice president, could be black. Four, will pass universal background gun checks and will take on the NRA. Five, wants U.S. citizenship for 11 11 million undocumented aliens saying, quote, They enrich our communities, essential to our economic strength, unquote. And number six, the undocumented should have access to what everybody else has. Direct quote from Joe Biden. (sighs) Hi, you're next on WNRI. Good morning. Good morning. Every time I watch the news, and I'll go station to station, trust me. I think the only one I'm going to listen to from now on is Fox. Yeah, that's a smart move. It is discouraging. I always thought, and my family um, had a degree in English and journalism from Notre Dame, and we'd talk as, as life went on. We're both teachers. And um, he, he stated that you're still a, a, a reporter. Anyone in that area should be reporting the news. It's not a social commentary. And now there's so few that make it the news it's what they're slant on it, and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I come in and do this program, to to give you at least uh, something else to think about. Well, honest to God, I'm telling you, you're straightening people right out. Oh, thank <laughs> and you. In, a, in a very unique manner. Thank you. <laughs> That's not I, I, I don't, I, I really hate to miss it if I have to go out when I had the grandchildren since St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> well, eight to nice. eight. <laughs> I said, oh, I'd rather have a class of 28 kids than not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got through it. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you feel about sending all the kids to school? I think go back to school, period. Uh, and uh, herd mentality to me uh, really works. Uh, I went to school when everybody had the measles, the chicken pox, the whooping cough, and everything else. And my mother said, how come you don't catch any of this stuff, Richard? You bring it home to your brother Roger, which is true. It's exactly what I did. I was one of six. Yeah. They, I started school. The other five got it. Mm-hmm. My mother said she, she knew it was the worst thing she ever did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Not that you feel loved in those days. They told you the way it was. Yep. Well, you have a wonderful day. Thank and uh, keep up with the programs. They're non-biased. I like them. And at times, they can be very funny. All right. Appreciate the call. Bye. Bye-bye. There was a story making the rounds even on Fox News last week about a seven-year-old child who was said to have died from COVID-19. That scared me. Yeah, after all, I've got a seven-year-old grand, a great-grandchild. Uh, this concerns everybody about school reopening. Uh, here I was just talking to a school teacher, right? So, um, Anyway, here's new information on that so-called child COVID death. Turns out... He was indeed seven years old. He was African-American. Turns out African-Americans get uh, COVID-19 much greater rate than uh, white people. It's true. Anyway, he died in Chatham County, Georgia, recently. But according to the Chatham County coroner, what happened was the child had a seizure. And he fell in the shower, hit his head, and was unresponsive. So the coroner, setting off wild speculation, wrote on the death certificate that all that seizures are a common response to the COVID-19 flu. I mean, seriously, 
The boy was taken to the emergency room and was pronounced dead on arrival. Now, the incident happened between 10 and two weeks ago, uh, between 10 days, two weeks ago. And while the kid was in the ER, even though he's pronounced dead on arrival, a rapid test showed evidence of COVID-19 positivity. In other words, he might have been exposed to someone who had it. So the coroner wrote, preliminary autopsy results show acute seizure secondary to COVID is the cause of death. But here we are two weeks later, and it's still unknown exactly what killed the child. Did the child simply slip and fall in the shower? Most likely, but that does not fit the narrative. My source was WTOC. That's a radio station in Georgia. WNRI, you're on the air. Yeah, thanks, Dick, for taking my phone call. All right, quickly. It, it, it's exposing of, uh, of information like this that the, that the lamestream media doesn't give you is what's causing the, uh, I call it the pandemic of fear <laughs> throughout this country. Yeah. And the fact is, is that, you know... I bet you had heard about that seven-year-old kid, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I said, Me you, too. Don't, you don't take... But the thing is, Dick, you have to understand one thing about, about it. You can't, you can't believe what you're hearing anymore. Well, you have no. to, you, have, you have to do your own research if you have the time. Which I and, do. Uh, and what you're doing, thank God you do for us. Like I said, that's why I call you Radio Free Rhode Island. Appreciate that. You, 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 get, you, you, get, you get the truth out versus the propaganda. Well, thank you very much. Do you mind if I go to another call? Absolutely, Dick. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Hi, you're next on WNRI. Hi, Dick. Hi. Uh, I didn't mention the president when he said uh, payroll protection. Uh, you know, you're not going to pay for uh, have deductions taken out of for Medicare and Social Security. You know any details on that? Yes, uh, I was going to report it. I'm only on page three of a five-page uh, program here, <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to get to it. Yeah, and, and that was an executive order that he signed, and um, the, uh, he also signed an executive order about 400 bucks uh, extension for uh, unemployment benefits. With By the way, the state would have to kick on $100 of that $400. And we have heard nothing from Gino Raimondo on that. So, um, but yes, uh, of yeah. course, I heard about it, and we were going to talk about it if I get to it. Yeah, you know, the future of Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid is already uh, in trouble. So, being retired, I'm wondering about the. You're Medi concerned uh, that's going to be held up for a month? I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, no. no I'm, because I'm, we're I'm talking retired. about a one-month hiatus. You see what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's oh. between now and the election. Right. So, so Social Security and Medicare would be all right. You don't think they're going to go broke in a month, do you? No, no. Okay. That's I know Trump's good, but he doesn't, you know, he's going to take taxes away from if you're working. I'm retired. Yep. So I'm just... You know, so am I. I anything about the future. How right? much do you think I get for doing this program? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I want a low budget. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm on Social Security, too, my friend. Okay, I appreciate the call. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Do you, remember, do you remember the moment Donald Trump said that a uh, malaria medication could be a game changer? When did he say that? March 19th, in case you're wondering. And now it's come out that a New York City councilman said he was near death with the pre-existing condition, couldn't even take a breath until he took what President Trump suggested, hydroxychloroquine uh, with flu z pack, And he said he was on his feet within a week. Theblaze.com is where I captured this story. Phase one, phase two, phase three may mean very little to you unless you're in the restaurant business, but it's been a big deal for us at K's Restaurant as each phase limited our ability to serve and see you. We're up to 66% capacity inside, and we've developed a beautiful outside dining area, too. 
So what's your pleasure this month? Inside dining, outside dining, or just old-fashioned takeout? We're ready to serve you at K's. What's popular these days? Right now, we're getting a lot of orders for our seafood salad sandwich, grilled mahi-mahi sandwich, lobster roll, and our wildly popular summer salad plates. And the newly remodeled Lodge Pub in Lincoln is now serving customers inside and out. You know, there are a lot of great dining experiences here in the Woonsocket area, but we hope you'll come to see us soon at K's, 1013 Cat. Avenue. Call 762-9675 to make a reservation or place a takeout order. Wright's Bakery and Dairy Farm announces, while we have paused in-store shopping for now, we have curbside pickup daily during our regular business hours, Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Milk. Cream, eggs, cheese, bread, ice cream, cakes, and more than 70 of your favorite bakery items are available every day for pickup. There are three ways to order. One by phone, call the farm at 401-767-3014, extension 4, to place your order. Pay by credit card and select a pickup day and time. Two, on site. Order from your car, online or over the phone. Wait in your vehicle while our team in real time fills your order. Wait times may vary. And number three, to view our current menu and place an order online or to view frequently asked questions, go to rightsdairyfarm.com. Stay safe while we work through these unusual times. This message from Wright's Bakery and Dairy Farm, North Smithfield. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. The Roast House is open seven days a week and our hours are 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring outside dining and inside dining and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine or to place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700 and check our menu on the Internet for theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Palm Street, Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside and outside dining. Hey, folks, I'm all out of time. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be back this afternoon at 4 o'clock sitting in for Larry. I'll do pages 4 and 5 then.